Just I'm getting set up. I'm Jeremy. For those of you, yep, <laughs> who haven't met me. Anyway, to start off tonight, I've got a bit of an embarrassing story to tell you. I was at uni. It was getting towards the end of the day. I needed to go to the toilet, and I had an exam in 30 minutes. So I make a beeline for the loo. I'm literally almost in the cubicle when I hear this voice behind me say, Hey, you do realize you're in the ladies' toilets, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the worst day. As quick as a flash, I turn 180 and make like a tree for the door. And on my way out, I pass about six girls walking in. It was the worst day. But I can say that I learned a pretty important lesson. That is... I don't belong in girls' toilets. Now, that's a funny story, but I wonder if there's a serious side to it. Do you guys ever have feelings like that? Some of you guys feel like you never belong anywhere. And some of you guys, this has never been a question you've asked. But the question for each one of you guys tonight is... Where do you actually belong? Are you in this family thing? Or are you in slavery? I want you at the end of the night to know for sure where you're at. The first option is being in God's eternal family through faith in Jesus. I'll say it again. Option number one is being in God's eternal family through faith in Jesus. You can see it there in chapter 3, verse 26 to 29. So read along with me. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Paul, the writer of Galatians, starts off in this little section by summarizing how the Galatians are saved. He says in verses 26 and 27 that the Galatians are children in God's family only through faith in Jesus as opposed to the law, which we looked at last week and we'll look at again in a sec. And he says that the reason that he can tell this is because they have clothed themselves with Christ. Put simply, Paul can tell that the Galatians are God's children because they have trusted Jesus and that has changed their life. Let me explain. Having having faith in someone means to simply trust in in that person. Um, We'll look at why trusting in Jesus is so important later. But it's important to understand that we can't earn our way into this family. We only get the opportunity to be a part of it because of Jesus. Now, in verse 27, it talks about baptism. Don't get freaked out by that. Paul isn't literally talking about wet heads. Baptism is a symbol of change. And so, when someone gets baptized... What they're saying is, I'm no longer what I used to be, a sinner. 
Now I'm one of those Jesus people. And that's exactly what Paul's saying. He can see that they've changed from their old ways and are now following Jesus. And what's true for those Galatians can be true for you if you trust in Jesus and have turned to follow him. And then he goes on to point out two other really cool things about his family. First up, this family is super unified. There's no cliques. Everyone is the same in Christ Jesus. Whether Jewish, not Jewish, which just means which is what Gentile means, slave or a free person, boy or girl, they're all the same. And the other really cool thing about this family is that we're all going to enjoy what God promised Abraham. And that is a new life in God's kingdom after we die, which some people call heaven. Now, illustrate it with this little story. Um, I know of a girl who used to be in a Chinese orphanage. Her birth parents gave her up because she wasn't a boy and she had a disability. For the first three years of her life, she never saw grass, only concrete. She was adopted and brought into Australia into a family with parents that loved her as if she was their own child right from the start. Her parents treated her with the same love as with their own child. Once in that loving family, she was cared for and began swimming as part of her therapy. She became very good at it and now holds an Australian record. She now keeps getting lots of benefits from being in that family. It's the same, it's the same with us. Um, God has ado- adopted some of us here already into his family. He cares for us and it's only going to get better for us. <laughs> the old is gone, the new has come. All right, all of you Christians out there, have you actually fully realized what this means? Take a quick look around at everyone around you. A very large group of these guys are going to be your brothers and sisters forever in paradise. Either you become friends with them now, or you're going to have to get to know them in eternity. And if I was you, I'd get get started now because there's a fair number of us here. And yeah, it'll take ages. This truth should have a impact on what youth here feels like. I know growing up as a homeschool kid, there were quite a few times when I didn't feel like I was at home here. All kids from homeschools, kids from public schools, kids from private schools shouldn't feel left out in anything. People who come here with disabilities shouldn't feel different. The people here who aren't cool should feel just as included and a part of the family as the cool cat should, etc., etc., etc. Hang out with your Christian siblings outside of youth group. Merge your friendship circles. You guys are in control of the culture here at youth. If you take advantage of this control and build good relationships with those that are different, youth group will become an even better place than it already is. All right, that was option number one, being in God's family. Option number two 
is being in pointless slavery to the law. You can see it there in verse 3 of chapter 4. So, um, yeah, read along with me. So also, when we were underaged, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. Hmm. Paul starts off by saying that the Galatians, when they were underaged, were once slaves to these mysterious elemental spiritual forces. It sounds kind of crazy, but Paul isn't saying that they were literally once slaves to these weird spirits when they were kids. Um, when, you took, when you have a look at the passage you looked at last week and the verses around verse 3, you actually find out he's saying, saying something very different. What he's saying is that the Jews, when they were living by the Old Testament and all this other stuff written in the Old Testament, they were slaves to that system. What's a slave again? A slave is someone who is owned by someone else and who who has to work to do what that person wants without the sure hope of getting anything in return. So he's saying that the law wasn't actually saving them. It was only making the problem that they had, sin, more obvious. Let's illustrate with the example of peer pressure. People crave acceptance, yeah? They want to be one of the gang. However, in order to be a part of most groups, there are unwritten rules that have to be followed. You have to conform to a certain style. So... Boys want Nikes. Girls want Converse's. Yeah, oops. Wrong shoes to wear. Brand name clothes are preferred. Unless you can convince everyone else that you're super confident and can rock trendy up shop stuff. Um, They want you to have money and the latest iPhone or Galaxy in your pocket. You even change the way you speak for them sometimes. You have to act like the rest of the group. Friday and Saturday nights are set aside for hanging with the homies. You've got to put the crew first in everything. So when there's someone around that doesn't fit in, you treat them like, sec- like they're second class. However, even when you're acting like you're meant to, you're not guaranteed to be included. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. This is what you live in every day. Understand the gospel. All of us were, and some of us here still are, slaves to the law. That is, stuck in the system of trying to get to heaven by being a good person. The thing is, no one is good. Not even one. We've all sinned and fallen short of God's perfect requirements. You can see that there in in Romans 3.23. Don't... Don't chase it up. But it does say it there. Um, But that's why God sent Jesus. If you now realize for the first time that this is the system that you're currently stuck in, listen up to the next section and decide to be God's child tonight. This is the third and final point. God paid the price needed to free us from slavery. I'll say it again. God 
paid the price needed to free us from slavery. This is the really cool part. God, uh, Paul rather lays out, and God lays out what the good news of Jesus is here. So listen up as I read it. Look, look in verses four and five. When the when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Hmm. First of all, it says Jesus was perfect, unlike anyone else. He was the Son of God, meaning He was a hundred percent God. And yet, he was also the son of a human woman, meaning he was 100% man, and so was tempted like everyone else. He lived by the Old Testament law his entire life. But the, old, the ultimate thing that he did was make it possible for us to be redeemed, which just means saved. We find out by reading the Gospels and the rest of the New Testament that... Um, he did this by offering his perfect life to take the punishment for our disobedience. He died on the cross and rose again three days later, showing that the debt had been paid. That's why trusting in Jesus saves you. You just need to, you just need to trust that Jesus really, truly did pay the price needed to free you. And that's it. And if you look at um, the last two verses, verses 6 and 7, it also talks about how God sends the spirit of his son into, into those who trust him. This spirit is also known as the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples before he went back up to heaven that this Holy Spirit would come and it would teach and transform them to be more and more like him. It's a pretty important gift. Because without it, we wouldn't be able to follow him at all. All right, I'll, I'll illustrate it with another story. All right, let's say I was at Woolies. I bought some stuff. I, I walk out. I look at the docket, and there is a voucher on the on the shelf of the docket for two for one at KFC, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy. But the thing is, on the way to the atrium, I accidentally throw out the docket yeah man it's it's not it's not good but i get there i realize that and i'm like you know what docket schmuck it i don't need that and then but then i look in my wallet right and i got no cash and i left an fpos card at home but then i'm like you know what cash mash i don't even need that either so I rock up to the cashier, right? And I say, yeah, can I have that two-for-one deal, please? She's like, sure. That'll be 10 bucks, and I'll have the docket too, thanks. And I go, well, here's the deal. I don't have the docket, and I'm broke. But I'm a really, really nice guy. So, so could, I have the docket, could I have the deal anyway? <laughs> She's like... Are you actually that stupid? <laughs> anyway, it's kind of like us with Jesus, right? We were in slavery, think two for one deal. And the things needed to set us free was someone perfect 
and the ultimate payment, death. Think the docket and the cash needed for that two-for-one deal. We can't save ourselves from slavery. There has to be someone who wasn't a slave who was willing to pay the ultimate price to set us free. Thanks be to God. He's already done that for us through Jesus. Now, those of, us, uh, those of you who are already in this family, you are God's child. You have actually, really, 100% truly been adopted by God. This passage says that the Spirit comes and lives inside of you. A Christian is someone who is constantly being changed by this Spirit to be made more and more like Jesus. Ask your youth leaders and your friends here tonight if they have seen this change. And go and tell your friends about the good news of Jesus so that more of them might be saved. And for those of you that that aren't in this family and know it, what's stopping you from joining? I strongly encourage um, you to talk to me or someone else about the reasons you have. Look into this stuff. And even better, join the family. All right, I'll finish up. Where do you belong? Are you in God's family? Or are you in slavery? Because Jesus has paid the price needed to free you from slavery. The Bible tonight says that it's a really important question to ask yourself. Don't be happy with not knowing or not caring about where you're at. Because the stakes are way too big. Talk to me or your leader tonight if you know that you need to change where you're at. And be grateful if you, if you know you're already in the family. All right, let's pray. Um, God, thanks for being the crazy loving God that you are. Sorry um, for living in disobedience. Thank you for paying the price needed for me to be in your family, even though I don't deserve it. Please help me to live like one of your children. Please bring more of us here into your family. Amen.